0: Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, presented by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and here is your host for this episode of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Oh,
1: thank you, and and welcome to another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I am George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine, and here with us today we have an intriguing guest. We have Tom Senecal. He is the president and CEO of People's Bank in Holyoke. How are you this morning, Tom?
0: I'm great, George. How are you?
1: I'm good. Sitting there with your backdrop of a golf course, we like that. We
0: yeah, to be but people can't golf. hear this on the podcast. Maybe. I
1: know, they, they can't <laughs> see the picture of it, no, we can So anyway, Tom, you and I talk uh, a lot on a Daily, regular basis. Seems over the last couple of years, we've we've gotten in the habit of talking at this time of year about um, what is coming up uh, with the economy and life in general in the year ahead. Uh, We call that economic outlook. Maybe we're a little ahead of schedule for doing that this year. And I want to get to a look ahead in a few minutes. But first, I want to talk about what's going on right now. As a bank president, you've got a pretty unique view of what's happening with the economy and what's going on out there, very intriguing perspective. Talk about what you're seeing in terms of the economy and this pandemic. I know it was really touch and go earlier this year. Are Things improving with the business community as you're seeing it or?
0: Yeah, uh, if you had asked me this, you know, seven months ago, um, I would have had a totally different answer. And uh, I, I think a lot of people would have, um, but you know, early on, it was uh, a, a scary thought. Um, very scary, sitting where I sit and seeing the numbers and seeing, um, you know, what was going on in the economy back in March and April. Um, I actually started breathing, I think, in June or July again, um, when things, you know, stimulus hit and um, it felt a little better than, than March or April. And um, certainly as the summer has gone on I and mean, we go into fall, it is feeling a, um, a lot better. But, but let me just say, in general, I can say that. But there certainly is uh, quite a few sectors of our economy that are, are not doing so well. And I, I recognize that. And I don't want to make it sound like things are rosy. They're not. I actually think, you know, a lot of businesses, depending upon your industry, are either doing really well or um, not so well. And I think it just makes a difference of what you do. And if you're in one of those sectors and uh, that is um in high demand you're doing really well if you're in one of those sectors that is affected because of the pandemic you're obviously just barely treading water and um we had some customers in those categories i have friends in those categories that are uh that are struggling right now so um it's in general okay but obviously there's there's different sectors that are not doing so okay
1: yeah start with the the who's doing well side of this um there can't be too many sectors that are really doing well in this but uh
0: yeah, I agree with you. Um, there, there isn't, well, in our local market, no. In the national market, obviously, you know, the, the Amazons of the world, the digitals of the world that are, the larger companies are just, you know, thriving on the digital environment that we're all having to live through. Um, and, you know, that's more what I'm referring to as far as, you know, companies that are doing well. Um, some manufacturers are doing, you know, well, and there's others that are, we have a couple manufacturers that, that are in industries that are completely shut down still that um, aren't doing well at all. And I think they're treading water and hoping to get to the end of this that there's light at the end of the tunnel, but, you know, whether it's a stimulus or whether it's opening back up, which obviously doesn't look like anytime soon, um, that they're, they're wondering what's, what's gonna happen. Um, I can tell you, um, trying to think of ones that are doing really well, I, I can't, come, can't come up with one uh, top of mind. I, I think everyone, uh, most industries, and I'm referring to you know, hospitality, retail, uh, commercial office space, uh, transportation, um, healthcare, I think has bounced back a little bit, but I'm certainly not, it's certainly not what it was pre-COVID. So those industries are, are really, uh, really struggling. Um, that's mostly on the commercial side. On the residential side, I think people are really struggling. I think stimulus and unemployment has, uh, unemployment, you know, um, uh, reimbursement has been uh, what's helped a lot of people through the crisis. So it's it's difficult from a banker's perspective to, to understand the depth of the impact because you know early on in this, we were immediately um, responsive to anyone who asked us for relief. We just responded and said, yes, no problem. And then after 90 days, we asked a few more digging questions and some people came back, probably 60% of the people came back and said, I'm fine and continue paying. But then there's the other 40% that are making payments and struggling Um, to make payments, but um, there's, there's hope for relief. And they're, they're wondering when that's going to come. And those are the people that's hard to tell where it's going to end up. Um, So
1: we'll talk about your industry. Talk about the banking industry. We talked back in the spring. um, Most of the bankers were predicting that this was, was not going to be a good year for them, obviously. Um, I'm sure it's unfolded. Pretty much, according to script, in a lot of ways, commercial lending can't be what it was last year or a few years before. But the yeah, margins it's, it's, are even tighter.
0: Oh, <laughs> it's it's um, Let me talk about earnings first. So, yeah, we did talk. I remember we talked in the spring, and I think we were in that shock phase of, oh, my God, what's coming? And, um, you know, the way our industry works, we... we anyone who asks us for a deferral we we don't doesn't impact us right away i think the real impact of this whole economy is next year and it's a 22 from a banking industry perspective um, you know interest rates let's talk interest rates for a second as interest rates came flying down and when i say interest rates on it's on both sides of what we call our balance sheet is loan rates came flying down and unfortunately so did deposit rates in order for us to you know maintain our margins and um, we were able to do that okay, but certainly a lot of people are impacted. Retirees and those people that rely on their savings um, got severely impacted. So we were okay, but we're at the bottom right now. And, and the fear is, you know, do interest rates continue to go lower? And if they do, that will have a severe impact, I think, throughout the industry. Um, we, we obviously cut expenses and, and managed our way through this, but the, the, the largest impact is what we call our loan loss provision and. A lot of my peers are going through this as well. We're, we're putting aside money and reserves this year for future impact. We really haven't measured any negative impact this year. We haven't had an um, actual impact from the pandemic, and we won't see it until next year and in the year after. As Let's just take a, a hospitality, for example. Let's take a hotel. Um, you look at a hotel that was closed for four months, and now they've slowly reopened, but they're nowhere near the occupancy they need to be. In order to make a profit, well, they're barely making their payments. Um, some aren't. Some are still in a deferral status. Some are on interest only, um, hoping to get to the end of this. Well, what does that look like for the rest of the year? Well, from our perspective, it's okay. Um, but I feel for those those hospitality owners that are struggling to get to you know sixty to seventy percent occupancy that they can start to to make a profit. And at what point do they start saying? We, we, we just can't make it. And that's where the, our industry will start to get impacted in a large way. Um, you're going to see hospitality. And, and we don't do a lot of restaurant loans, but um, the restaurant industry is going to be severely impacted. And I, I think they're in the same boat. Their occupancy going into the winter is really going to be impacted. Um, you know, no one can eat inside. And that's going to have a, a, a huge impact. And whether or not they stay afloat is, is uh, contingent upon, I think, a stimulus, to be honest with you.
1: Tom, you must go to a lot of uh, bankers associations meetings, probably all of them by Zoom now. Uh, What is these associations saying about the rest of this year and next, just in terms of what we can expect, not only within the banking industry, but with the economy in general? There's just a lot of speculation and a lot of talk right now about what's going to happen with the economy.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, unfortunately, politics play a role in what's going to happen right now. Um, if, in, in my opinion, and what we talk about our industry is if, you know, the stimulus is on hold, and we all know why with the, with the, with the election coming up, there's political posturing over it. I think there's agreement in Congress over, um, you know, businesses that need it, they need a second round, um, individuals need it, they need a, I say, second round, third round. Um, they, they need that, They need that assistance right now. Um, I think the disagreement on Congress is the the state's uh, challenges and then the state's budgets and how they're impacted by, by the virus and I think there's political uh, disagreement on whether or not the state should get quote-unquote bailed out and I think that's what's holding everything up uh, unfortunately the the business impact is being held hostage so to speak as a result of the the political side of this so um, you know, after the election, I think it'll get a little clearer, uh, regardless of who wins the election, because I think um, both political parties will understand who has the leverage and the power and, and it'll go in one direction or the other. And I, I, I think that it's coming. I, I think mid-November, uh, we should hear and feel something from, from Congress that will, you know, give another round of, of stimulus. And I, I think that's going to be severely needed in order to um, to write the ship so to speak in a lot of the industries I previously mentioned so um, it's kind of a wait and see uh, and hold on um, but you know from an interest rate perspective our expectations are that interest rates don't move hardly at all for at least the next 12 months um, and um, you know we, we're, we're okay if they hold still I think from both a Borrowers' perspective, and as well as in our banking industry perspective, I think we're okay if we hold at these levels. Certainly, if um, they go in either direction quickly, I think that will be an enormous challenge for a lot of us. But um, the whole pandemic has 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 had such a huge impact on what happens. So to try to predict is going to be totally contingent on you know the 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 impact that the that the virus has on on businesses opening. Um, and my personal belief, I think until we have a vaccine and have some improvement on people's confidence to be able to go out, um, we're, we're in this we're in this standstill state for quite a while, at mm-hmm. least until spring, I think.
1: This is Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. Uh, I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine. I'm talking with Tom Seneco. He's the president and CEO of People's Bank in Holyoke. We've been talking about the pandemic and banking and the economy and all those things. Uh, Let's talk about stimulus a little more. Uh, The people I've talked to, and I'm sure you've handled a number of these loans yourself, uh, this was a lifeline for a lot of businesses uh, that enabled them to make it through those really difficult first few weeks, first few months. Uh, Now that stimulus isn't there anymore, there's obviously, as you said, there's talk about another stimulus package. But even if there is, uh, and this pandemic continues into next spring, Uh, businesses are going to need continuing rounds of stimulus to keep on going. Can the government keep doing this? Can we keep providing stimulus packages to get us through this? Because businesses aren't going to, a lot of businesses aren't going to survive without help.
0: No, they're not. And, you know, we can get into the the government side of providing stimulus. I mean, when you look at our national debt, I, it's, it's through the roof right now with all the stimulus money. And, you know, from an interest rate perspective and in, in how we buy, we buy treasury bonds sometimes. And um, when you look at how much debt the government is issuing and the interest on that debt, because interest rates are so low, um, they can do this. And one of the reasons I believe interest rates are going to stay low is with the government issuing so much debt, if interest rates rise, quite frankly, the government's not going to be able to afford to pay the interest on the debt. The interest is going to become such a large portion of the federal government's operating budget that they're not going to be able to afford to pay the interest. And I'm, I'm afraid to, to, to see what that does to our economy. But that's the scary part of this stimulus package. It's not free money. It's money being issued on, you know, our kids, uh, uh, you know, obligation in the future. Um, it feels good now. And, and, it, and I think that's what's generating the stock market right now is the only reason the stock market is doing well is all the stimulus money is in the system. Otherwise, we wouldn't see what we're seeing, um, you know, in in the gains in the stock market. And when that disappears, you'll start to see, I think, some downside in the stock market as well. Um, So, no, I don't think the government can continue with the stimulus side, um, which is why I think you see the the disagreement in our political circles over whether or not we need to open business or continue to keep, you know, clamped down. It's, it's It's a conundrum and it's a challenge. And I don't envy anyone in the position of having to make decisions of, controlling the virus versus opening up business. And, um, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough one. Um, so we will see, we will see, but I, I do think we need to have a controlled opening and some way to keep the economy going. And I don't, I keep saying, I don't want to get political, but I do wonder sometimes if the cure is worse than the problem. Um, um
1: there are a lot of people saying that right now, uh, mm-hmm. even as we see some somebody- of the, measures being stepped up again, going back a phase or back a step. um, Here we go again. Uh, It could be, you know, late March, early April, all over again. And and as you mentioned, there are a lot of businesses that are, they're hanging in there, but they can't hang in there for much longer.
0: Yeah. I don't think, I don't think they have a choice right now. I keep the, you know, some of them are breaking even. Let's say they're breaking even. They're going to break even for how long? Um, A lot of them are spending their savings just to stay afloat. Um, and, and, you know, only they know how long I can tell you, there's a manufacturer we have as a customer who's been in business for 75 years and is completely shut down and is, is toying with the idea of totally shutting down. They employ over a hundred people. Uh, they haven't been back to work since, um, since COVID hit, but they don't see light at the end of the tunnel until at least spring. And they're toying with the idea of totally shutting down and they're not sure what they're going to do, but, you know, they feel obligated to their hundred employees. They feel obligated to themselves as that's their livelihood. And I'm sure it's such a tough decision. Do you start spending your savings, hoping you're going to get to the end of this and be able to turn it around? Um, And I I wish I had answers for them, but it's a, it's a tough decision.
1: Hmm. So as far as that first round of stimulus, uh, we're now in the um, period of, of, PPP and, and the forgiveness stage of your bank busy with helping these businesses with that process and all that paperwork?
0: We want to talk PPP. I just, <laughs> um, we are, um, we, we, you know, when this thing started, um, we had, just to give you a perspective on this, we had almost a thousand customers that between phone calls of saying, I can't afford to pay my, my mortgage or my commercial loan in addition to those that reach out and wanted a PPP loan, we had about a thousand customers after the first three months of those thousand, about 500 of them were applying for PPP. We're now in the stage of, you know, trying to manage through the forgiveness process. And again, our government is sitting on a proposal from the, our banking industry that says, please just allow, if you have a loan of 150,000 or less, just forgive it. That would not only uh, for People's Bank, but I hear this throughout the industry, about 75% of the loans made under PPP were under 150000 The amount of resources, paperwork, time and money that is being spent on applying for forgiveness under the current rules is enormous burden on small business at a time that they don't have it. They have to pay accountants, they pay advisors. It is extremely time consuming at a time they're trying to balance running their business with applying for this. Congress is stuck in the water on that. Um, and they haven't, they haven't really given uh, any indication of whether or not they're going to come out and allow the 150,000 or less total forgiveness. Um, in my opinion, they should. I think 99% of the people are going to qualify for forgiveness, it only would expedite the process for everyone, the borrower, the bank, and the SBA. And the SBA is totally unprepared for the volume that they got in this whole process. So we're just waiting to see. Uh, we've, we've encouraged people who have 150 or less to just kind of sit and wait because the process will be much easier if it passes. Some just want to get out from underneath the burden of it hanging there. So we have had, we've probably had, I'm looking at my numbers here, um, 25 out of 500 that have applied for forgiveness, which is a very small percentage of those that are out there. Um, so I think people are heeding our warning and uh, waiting to see what Congress does, but um, then I hear at the same time they're talking about a round three of so we're going to be in this PPP uh, business model for a while if round three comes up not only from a forgiveness perspective but a round three of you know issuing uh, more loans so it's it's a new world it's just a new world and a new line of business so to speak to
1: a new line of business um,
0: unfortunately we're forced into that line of business not one we chose but we're we're, we're forced into it and. Um, Certainly want to help our customers and they're, they're struggling. There's a lot of companies that are calling the questions. And unfortunately it's a challenge because we don't have all the answers because the SBA hasn't coming out with all the answers yet. And, um, you know, it's just the nature of what it is. It doesn't feel great, but it's the nature of what it is.
1: A whole lot of waiting and seeing going on. Yeah, You mentioned earlier that when the election is over, we should have maybe a better idea of where all this is heading. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that uh, Election well, isn't going to clear up everything. I'm sure. And there's well, there's so it, many question marks about next year. A lot of people are saying 2021 is going to be worse than 2020.
0: 2021 worse in what sense? From a from a political perspective, or from an from economic an economic perspective,
1: yeah. from a recession perspective.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, as I talk about our customers who are struggling, and it, it could get worse. I think if a lot of those companies or businesses don't reopen, and unemployment continues to climb, I mean, it's shrinking a little bit, but I think that's more. A function of the the summertime reopening of some of the businesses. But as we go into fall uh, and winter, I I agree with that assessment that it's going to, you know, it it could get a lot worse. You asked me about whether or not, you know, after the election, I think what's happening right now is, as I mentioned earlier, that one bill, everything's lapped into one bill, and it's not going to move forward unless our political parties get what they want. I think, and I'll, you know, if Trump wins, I think you're going to see the states not get the the bailout that I think um, you know the Democrats want. If the Democrats win, I think you're going to see a movement towards a larger stimulus bill that is going to be far-reaching, not only for individuals, businesses, but also states and cities and towns. That will include you know a lot more stimulus. That's great for the economy today, which which you know some people believe it is great for next year. It is, but longer term, the larger the debt we keep issuing is going to become more and more a burden on our on our federal government and our federal budget. So. Um when I say I think it continges on the on the election, they're just waiting to see who's gonna end up with more leverage. Um mm-hmm. and you know, and certainly with the House and the in the Senate, if that, you know, is all one party, uh come next year, you'll see a lot of things move in a in a certain direction. Um so it's kind of wait and see.
1: Well, this whole notion of printing money, um it's very, very interesting. We we've never seen anything like this in this country's history and yeah. We don't know where it's going. Like I said, the businesses need it now. The individuals need it now.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I think our politicians see that and agree on that. It's just like, like every bill that goes through Congress. When you start attaching or having more in there that's more controversial, the, the, the important stuff doesn't get through. And I think that's where we're at right now.
1: Well, Tom, thank you very much. Uh, you've been very insightful, as always. Uh, continued good luck to you and all your customers. And I'm sure we'll see you down the road.
0: Thank you very much, George. Very soon. We'll have
1: you back. Uh, This was great. Thank you. Well, thank you again. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine. We'll see you next time.